Hey everybody, welcome to Miles of the Merrimack. I'm Captain Chris Velasquez here with Dan Daddy. And tonight, guys, we're coming to you from Rings Island Marina after a nice day of fishing in the Coca Cabana Club up yeah, here. Yeah, we are chilling on the cabana, got the lights on, and the best part about it is I get to look at my boat while we do this. This is great. It makes it feel like summertime, you know, we just, even though we had work this morning, but once we got out of the work, we got to go fishing for a few hours. It's about like eight o'clock on what, Wednesday? Today, Wednesday? Yeah, today's Wednesday. It's hump day. Yeah, hump day. And now we're just enjoying a night, a little Nick's pizza before we started this. And mm-hmm. uh, I can get into this vibe, dude. This is pretty sweet up here. Yeah, definitely, man. This is like a, one of the ultimate spots to chill out. It's always a good time. It's a good marina. It's good fun. I guess that's one of the cool things about the podcast, especially recently. We've been a lot more mobile, right? Yeah. Yeah, moving around, seeing new places, seeing new faces, loving it. But I can definitely tell during the summer when we're running around, the both of us. I mean, fortunately for us, you work a new report in your main job, and then I'm down here for my charter during the summer. So coming up here, uh, this is a nice way to spend an evening. Yeah, definitely. Even though this was a was a rough afternoon, like it was a little wet. Uh, the wind was blowing, and uh, now we, it's nice and nice and calm and relaxing. There's no one down here. We timed it out perfectly. I was at work around like 12:30, and it was pouring rain. I'm like, Ugh. then I checked the weather, and it said right around four it was going to stop, and it was right on the money. We got down here around quarter of four, it stopped, and um, we were able to go out and fish in some good conditions. A little windy, not too bad, but uh, didn't matter to the fish. Oh, did you see that sturgeon just jump? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking awesome. of speaking of that, I've been seeing the surgeon jump this year, and uh, I've seen a lot of little ones, a lot of like one two footers. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I can definitely attest to that. I've seen. Um, it seems like even upper upper very end in the mouth too. They're kind of all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I just saw this one jump in the moorings by your dock here. Came full body, right That's out cool. of the water. Awesome. All right, so here, guys, we're just going to give a little weekly fishing report of what things have happened from last Wednesday to this Wednesday, all right, Um, so which is good because the boats have been in the water. We've been fishing a lot more than our previous podcast, so it's good to finally get out there and get some real data and intel and to be able to talk about it, so... Kind of a strange start to the year to begin with. I think last week I was bitching about not seeing any surface feeds with schoolies and things like that. Um, that's changed. I feel like we've been in some wide open feeds that have lasted like a couple of hours, at least every trip I've been on the last week. Yeah, absolutely, man. It seems like uh, sluggos are making it happen. Yeah, that day. Uh, Topwater bite's been great too, though. Yeah, they've been. They they have been a little finicky, even when they have been crushing bait wherever, whether it's herring or or sand eels or little silver sides or little tiny bait fish. Um, it has been kind of tough at times to get them to chew a little bit more often, but definitely for for me, um, s- small sluggos and jig heads and uh, the jumping minnow have kind of been a killer. You know, it was a good one that I threw on there the other day. It was a little bit windier. Actually, I think you, were, me, you, and John the day we were fishing, mm-hmm. and I was murking fish on it. Was uh, the new Nomad, um, the Nomad uh, Riptide. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a floating version. I think it's about five inches, and um, it was a good jumping minnow substitute because we were fishing that day in the mouth, and it was a little bit rougher, and the bigger profile and the weight transfer system of that particular lure, the Nomad, I was able to cast out further, and the thing just kind of, sometimes with a jumping minnow when you're caught in the current, it's hard to get it to swim and look good, and it's kind of a tougher lure to work, I feel like, for novices. But the way the Nomad was just kind of floating nose up and gliding across, it was really fun to fish. And it comes with strong hooks and split rings, so you don't got to change anything out. So that was a good little, uh, that was a good little find this week, too. Yeah, I mean, and on the Nomad topic, I was using the Shikari, and uh, I think it was 145 gram Shikari. Yeah. And 
That's kind of it's kind of like the SP Minnow. It's a crankbait, slow floater, and it um you know I was giving it some twitch action and it was absolutely crushing uh, slotfish. Yeah, that it was, was like a, a slotfish magnet. So that's the other thing that's been coming in is the amount of slotfish for this time of year has been nothing short of incredible. Um, I think on Sunday, me, you, and John, we just fished for a couple hours in the morning. I think we got like around fifteen to seventeen slotfish, a couple overs, mm -hmm. and all the schools you want. So for yep, go ahead, Chris, tell them what you got. Tell them. Oh, and then I also got my first forty inch of the year. It was actually forty five. It was a cow. It was pretty fat. It was over. It was over thirty pounds, definitely. Yeah, it was a big fish. It I had, had one trouble. of those fat bellies, you know, like when you like when you're holding it, and like the belly's rolling around in your hand, like that's. Yeah, yeah, it was like one of those. You know, they get awkward. You go to hold it for a quick picture, and it's just, you know. You know what it's like. It's, yeah, we wanted, to get it, we wanted to get it back in, but like you hold it and it just squishes up everywhere. But that was really fun to get a good good pull on a really really big fish, and that was, I believe, my first forty incher ever in May. Yeah, never mind May twenty seventh or twenty eighth or whatever it was. And today is the first day of June, and uh, you know from what I've been hearing and gathering from the bite up in Haverhill and Lawrence area at the dam, um, there's a ton of herring out there that you can walk on. There's my buddy just told me it looks like people are dropping bowling balls in from the sky. So any day now, those fish are going to start dropping back, and it's just going to be lights out fishing. I'm very excited. Yeah, you know what was interesting about this week, though, Chris, is, uh, you know, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about locations maybe, right? A little yeah. bit, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So the, um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, it's, it was either crazy feeds in the mouth and then everything up into the icebreaker, there really wasn't much action in the flats area for me. And then when you get up river, like there they were again. I think one of the weird, other weird, th yeah, they were just like plenty of fish. Like, don't get me wrong; I don't think it's like sparse by any means. But no. the fishing's been outstanding. I I got some screenshots actually. I'll, I'll pull them off my boat tomorrow, off my chip, the clear ones, and post them on uh, on miles of the Merrimack. But. Uh, my fish finder has been absolutely loaded, loaded with fish, and we've been smoking them. But there are times, man, this year, and it's been kind of consistent from a lot of the guys I'm talking to, you know, buddies of ours, guys on Muzz on the Merrimack, Captain Fallon, John, Justin, things like that. And um, we've been marking a lot and just throwing everything at them at times, and doesn't it's been hard to get them to bite when they're not in a feeding mood. So it definitely has been kind of a big on-off switch. I think this past weekend might have been because of the um, the new moon. We kind of had a funky current. Um, basically, the current on the incoming tide never turned in. So the current was running out while the water underneath was filling up. And that's always a tough situation um, to fish because you don't have that moving water on top. Actually, I can't stand it when it happens. But um, so Sunday, um, Monday was a little weird. We had a great morning bite, and then after like nine o'clock, pretty much till like four in the afternoon, it was pretty slim pickings unless you had mackerel, which started to come in. And mm -hmm. uh, but Monday morning was incredible. Monday afternoon turned on towards the end, but in between it was a little tough with the new moon, the boat traffic. So, um, but the amount of fish that are around is just is really good, and the amount of bait. I mean. Dan and I just got off our trip, which we changed plans like five times what we were going <laughs> to yeah, do. Yeah, let's do this now. Let's do this. Let's do this. Which is the benefit when you get to mess around, dude. That that was cool. We would probably would have never found that bite today if we stuck to like, oh, this is what we got to do. No, you know what try. it is? It's like you're trusting your spots, but you're also trusting your electronics. And, you know, having the side imaging and being able to see what's really down there, it, it, it kept us moving. 
And I think the other thing is too, we didn't waste any time. Like if we mm-hmm. went somewhere and gave it a, and looked around for a minute, we just left. We knew it was dead. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like these weeknights are precious. You know, you want to make you want to savor every minute when you're fishing. It's only you only have so long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because pretty much after this is probably my last time. I'm going to really be able to fish by myself or with you guys for a while because mm-hmm. it's it's charter season now, so yep. it's really ramping up. So, um, which is great but I'm going to definitely miss you guys and having that fun aspect of going to go play around and try new lures and techniques and stuff. I mean, we'll do it a little bit on the trips, but you know, you got to go with what works, but yeah, you know, what's wild too, is I caught a bunch of fish tonight on live mackerel. It's June 1st. Yeah. So the big big plan today was to go out and stock a stock, a cooler full of mackerel for, for the rest of the year. Um, but we never made it that far. Uh, We actually were catching mackerel on sluggos in the mouth. We just filled the, we got probably about 25 left over yeah <laughs> yeah we were throwing sluggos in the mouth and catching mackerel <laughs> so we're like i guess we don't have to go mackerel fishing uh so dan was doing that i was kind of sticking with the lures and we had a good day i think i don't know i didn't count but there was a lot of fish and i think if we uh the mackerel were a little big yeah the mackerel were a little big they were mixed in with the stripers but they were both eating sand deals it didn't look like the stripers are really keyed in on the mackerel just yet yeah it seems like we do have a uh, healthy sand deal population rolling in this year which is great for those of you that want to fish the mouth and up river and in the flats and stuff having sand deals around which is something that we haven't had in tremendous numbers the last few years they started coming back a little bit last year and it made that whole outgoing tide mouth bite really really good and what's nice about that it's predictable you know it's predictable mm-hmm. when when you can go catch and that's why so many people fish it it might not be the the funnest way to fish all the time it could be a little annoying but um usually that bite is dictated by the sand eels. so it's really good we have them and you know enough that we were catching mackerel in 15 feet of water for <laughs> every time we drifted <laughs> over them yeah that was i think that was I've, i don't think i've ever really caught a mackerel in the mouth of the river before I had I had before kind of like on the same kind of conditions, cloudy northeast wind. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And uh, I think when we saw the birds going, because I didn't see any splashes, correct me if I'm wrong, but then I say, oh, I bet there's mackerel under those birds. Yeah. <laughs> and we weren't actively trying for them. And then when we snagged a couple, we started dying laughing. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great. I and mean, you know, the best part about it is we were the only boat out there until it calmed down. Yeah, yeah. And once the winds kind of died down, and then actually the 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 fish seemed to slow down once the other boats came too and that was definitely the difference between sunday when me you and john went out there we were the only boat out there where we were fishing and then i went back there on monday um there was a few more boats and we had to move around a little bit more but we still got i don't know seven or eight slots and a couple overs and all the schoolies you wanted so yeah so i gotta say i love fishing with you cap and you were on my boat tonight and I love how you always gravitate towards the helm because, to be honest with you, I hate driving the boat. So what did you, what did you, what did you think of my boat, though? How did it handle? Oh, I, I always love driving your boat. So Dan, Dan and I both have pair of customs. I have a 21. I mean, I have a 24. He's got a 21. And I love driving it because it's like a little pocket rocket to me. It's so <laughs> nimble. It moves around. Like, I don't know, that three feet makes a difference. But it's such a smooth riding boat. Like, like it's soft. It's very comfortable. Like, my boat sometimes, I just kind of bury it and go, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so it's a little bit of a different feel. But, like, that thing spins on a dime. And we it was rough out where we were fishing in the mouth there. And, uh no, just resetting drifts and stuff. It was a breeze. It was a good little boat. Yeah. I shouldn't say little. It's really big size-wise for a 21 on the inside. Yep, yep. I'd learned that I'd, I'd got to get my sea legs back. I was like, oh, man, I can't believe 
I've been out in worse than this. And I was like, <laughs> stumbling around a little bit. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, it always good. You know, we had the outgoing tide and the east, northeast, southeast wind is kind of bouncing around. But it wasn't strong. But, you know, if you guys are familiar with the Merrimack, um, any kind of east wind on an outgoing tide kind of builds it up. It wasn't dangerous by any means. But, uh, you know, you just kind of had to be aware of what was going on. Yep. But um, yeah, so striper fishing's in full string. We're getting um, full swing. We're getting keepers. We're getting slot fish. We're getting overs. We're getting schoolies. Uh, we got our first couple on mackerel today. Yep. So I'm happy to say that on my fish bingo card, I now have the striper and the mackerel, and that's it. I gotta like hit a lake. I gotta. I don't know. I gotta do something. But you gotta, gotta go out haddock fishing because the haddock fishing is still fire. This is true because I haven't been haddock fishing since the whole thing started. Yeah. My, yeah, because uh, so the fish bingo tournament, so you get two species down. I think I got three. I got my haddock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my cot. I got my uh, striper and some mackerel today. So Mine's, mine was gonna. I'm trying to cover the free space. <laughs> so for those of you that might not know what we're talking about, Mouse on the Merrimack. If you go to mouseonthemerrimack.com, um, we're doing a fish bingo tournament. Okay, it's it's New England wide. It's ten bucks, and you get your own personalized bingo card with 25 different species of fish. And if you catch five fish in a row on your card, you just send us the pictures with your card and you get a $500 gift card to Hudson's Outboard in Salisbury, which uh, is a great gift. And now I'm gonna work harder to try to win. <laughs> but um, yeah, we got a lot of people involved. We sold about, uh, I think there's about 80 cards right now. And uh, you can buy one, two, three. If you're a member of Mouse of the Merrimack, we double that up. And uh, it's been a lot of fun talking to people involved. And uh, it started this weekend. I already got some text messages and emails. Somebody caught a sunfish the other day and said, boom, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a great way to kind of connect, do a little different tournament, have a lot of fun, and uh, see who can just commit and catch all those fish. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's definitely been a, it's been fun so far. Dude, you have to be a fishy guy to catch all those fish. I uh, mean, it made me excited to catch a fucking, well, excuse my language, a mackerel. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. I got the mackerel. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's get this out of the way. Uh, yeah. Funny. And then, you know, so we got the stripers coming in. And what's great, now that they're kind of chewing on mackerel a little bit, we've been doing the lower thing. One of the other things, too, that I've noticed um, – Fishing tight to the shoreline has been really big. Your casting accuracy is really important to kind of squeeze out a few of those fish that are hiding up in the creeks, mm-hmm. chasing the herring especially. Yeah, so, so I want to talk about one of the fish that I recently caught. We, we were up river a little bit, and um, the fish were pushing the herring right up the bank, and they would flip out and go crazy. And then uh, they were definitely feeding and coming back. And I had one of the – I had the dock junior, six-and-a-half-inch dock, and I threw it. And when I threw it, it landed six inches away from the grass. And as soon as the thing splashed, boom, slot fish on. So the casting accuracy is like super important when you're doing that type of fishing. Because had it been like five or ten feet off of the edge, it mm-hmm. probably wouldn't, wouldn't have caught anything. And I think, too, like, you know, people think, look at some of the money we spend on gear for quality gear for things that we want. But having the reels, having the rods with the right actions and matched up mm-hmm. to the right lures or bait or whatever you use in it it's a tool it's something that allows you to make that cast accurately you well, know that's exactly it like my buddy sean he doesn't do really any fishing at all he's trying to get into it and he was talking to me about rods and he was just like yeah he's he's like i got these rods that were on my boat but you know when i go to throw a lure it just doesn't go far like i don't know what it is i don't know what it is but the rods that he has you know they're really meant for heavy heavy fishing and they're really meant to throw four or five ounces. 
And when you try to throw a half ounce or three quarter ounce or a one ounce, uh, guess what? That thing isn't going anywhere. Uh, yeah, buddy. I was just taking a walk down your dock, which I, I'm never really down here. And, uh, and then your boat is right behind Fallon, so I never make it past your fingers whenever I come this way. Yeah. But I was just taking a walk down, and there's there's some equipment out there in people's rod holders that needs to be updated a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah. So, um, but again, like, that's what this gear is for. You're so, you're so, we only got six months. You're like, only six months, but you only got six months to fish. You got to make every day count, have it be enjoyable. I will make sure say, you have the right tools for the job. Like, if we're going to talk about a setup, though, I do think that, um, like, this is the black hole rods. Like, obviously, those are wicked nice, but like, you know, everyday fishing, that 6,000 Saragossa oh, yeah. with the, like 30 pound braid paired up with that, the TFO seven foot um heavy mm-hmm. he- that is a great all-around rod to use because i mean you can throw up to two ounces with it yeah you know, no sweat and then it's uh i mean i've even thrown like three eighths three eighths epoxy jigs with it and it's worked out okay it's got a wide range it casts everything pretty well um i i mean i have a couple that I have bait runners on and i fish them that way um back when we could snag and drop pogies we'd snag them mm-hmm. and drop them with the saragossa tfo i'm fishing you know unweighted sluggos big ones the docks it's a little light for the dock i just got the xh model for that um, because I did snap a TFO in my tailgate a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and they didn't have any of the heavies left over, so I ended up getting an XH, and I thought it would be pretty good to really fire off some bigger plugs. So I'm actually really happy with the way that's worked out so yeah. far. Oh, speaking of bigger plugs, I got to give a shout-out to uh, Big D's Custom Lures. Oh, yeah, we met them at yeah. the Plum Island Surfcaster show. Because I've been using one of his spooks. It's a big big old white one, uh, three-and-a-half-ouncer. And that thing was a that thing was also crushing fish on top water. There was one that was so cool, slotfish, that um, the fi- you know the fish ate it and it kept trying to swim down. And like the tail was just like out of the water for like seconds. It was finally it down. It literally looked like an octopus tentacle like flipping up in the air. I don't know if that's an image that anyone can conjure up other than me, but yeah, but definitely a quality lure. It's you know properly turned and it even has like it's white, but it has like a little almost like shark like glitter. Yeah, like almost like a chartreuse type. Yeah, it's a sexy lure. And I remember seeing you cast it at first, and it's got great action. So what was it, a Big D? Big D's custom lures. And he's, yeah. a, he's a custom builder. Is he local around here, do you remember? I, I don't think he's that close by, but yeah. he, I got it at the Plum Island Surfcaster yeah. show. That's where he was. So we got another local show yep. where, you know, you guys can go and get a lot of good stuff. You know, we got a good, good little community around here for those that are interested and, you know, want to take some time and check out something new, um, which – uh so that's it haddock fishing still really good uh bass are coming in um i don't know i've really gone any flounder fishing i haven't talked to anybody about it but uh i marked some pogies in the river the other day and i also had confirmed reports from friends of mine that also saw the same so the amount of bait the sand eels the mackerel right now uh the herring up river I don't know, man. This is setting up to be something special, yeah, I hope. A, it's a beautiful ecosystem. Yeah, let's just keep it clean and keep it going. Um, for Miles of the Merrimack, uh, just before we finish up here, just a couple things that we got going this week. Um, I just posted a video on boat storage solutions. All right, it's a little eight-minute video. We take go around the boat, talk about some things, like as charter captains and things I stole, things I created. Um, just a little video kind of showing off. 
um, how I store some things on my boat and get some good ideas. Um, it's all over Facebook and our website as well. Um, I got a blog coming out tomorrow on how to take care of your bait in the live well. Uh, for members, you're going to get the full the full spiel, all right, where we do some really cool things specific to our area and also some cool products that help us keep our bait alive better. Um, there'll be some basic information, um, the general things, um, that you'll find there for the free one. But if you remember, you get access to the full the full thing. And we also had a great podcast uh, that we dropped on Monday with uh, Paul Hogg, our local harbor master. And if you haven't listened to that, uh, it's a good one. Uh, the things that Paul's done in his 13 years as a harbor master for this community, if, you know, I didn't even realize all the things that he was involved in. Oh, it's in. honestly just outstanding. To, you know, he already has such a great record as harbor master, new reports. So we really appreciate having him on. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was great to have a conversation with him because it, I mean, right down from the new Harbor Master building. Yeah. To just like the staffing and then getting the, you know, the dredging project going and like that's a, it's a lot of work. Dude, the number of hats he wears. I mean, Christ. And then he also does things on the side. You know, he runs a charter business with his buddy Christian, he's got a bait shop. He is the shellfish constable, which is always going <laughs> to crack makes me, me up. Laugh, yeah. Every time I say it, it's going to crack me up. But he's well, you got to tell that in context. Like, yeah, you, so, yeah. So here's the story of the shellfish constable. So there was a meeting on mackerel <laughs> because it's ridiculous that they're trying to shut down mackerel or give us a bag limit for next year. So uh, me, Dan, and Paul Hogg about a month ago went up to – where did we go? Where was it? We, um, was it Portsmouth? It was, yeah, it was Portsmouth. It yeah. Was, uh, yep. So we went up to Portsmouth, and we go to this meeting, and there's probably us three and maybe like four other guys there. Yep, and the meeting was to talk about the macro fishery. Yeah, yep. talk about your opinion on regulations, where we're at, what to do, and all that stuff. So uh, when they were going around for comment to get on record, um, you had to state your name, where you're from, what you do, if you're a business or wreck fisherman, whatever. You know, so it comes to me. I'm like, ah, Chris Velasquez, I run Mandolin Charters out of Salisbury, um, you know, and I gave my little spiel. And then uh, they get the Paul, <laughs> and Paul goes, hey, I'm Paul Hogg. I'm the Newburyport Hopper Master. He goes, I also commercially tuna fish. I also run a bait shop. I run a shark and tuna tournament. And, uh, oh, I'm the shellfish constable. And he looks over at me and winks. He goes, I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> so I didn't even know that thing existed. <laughs> But we learned yeah, a lot from the funny. podcast of where your clams come from and what the precautions that they do in order for uh, in order for them to send them home for you to eat. So they send them to what was the guy's name? The master baiter? Oh no, the master clammer. <laughs> yeah, the, ma- the master clammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a joke. <laughs> Oh, but um funny. yeah so even the even the clams that get up here in the merrimack they send down to ipswich uh in the parker river and there's a cleaning facility there so no it was really interesting to hear him talk about that hear him talk about the dredging hear him talk about the improvements on the waterfront and some of the things that they're doing to get the community involved and Manube report is now becoming a pretty big um destination for transient boating so as it should be. We have a great downtown. We have a great um, city dock. Uh, we have 1,500 boats on the new report side, like, what do you say, 600 or something on the uh, Salisbury side? 
<laughs> so yeah, it's a lot of activity, a lot of things going on. And now it seems like fish are kind of everywhere. So now no one has to be all mugged up on each other. You can spread out and find some good luck uh, fishing with fish of all sizes and doing it in different ways. I mean, we've tried a few new techniques that actually have been really good and some that haven't so yeah definitely and we're i mean we're always open to sharing our experiences in the private forum on uh, milesinthemerrimack.com and if you guys are you know hearing anything that you you know you want to basically debate against or talk about your own ideas the things that are working for you we would love to hear what you have to say and it's a great spot to do it yeah it's not like facebook where it's just open to the world you know it's our own little private membership we have uh like 140 members right now for our first couple months and uh it's starting to get pretty active now that fishing's here and you know we've met some friends we've already had some people uh come out on charters we had somebody win a raffle uh for a charter we had people win raffles for prizes um from crossroads a couple weeks ago so um we're going to be offering a lot of that stuff all right so uh just keep it coming engage and if there's anything you'd like to hear on the, on the podcast any topics that you can think of uh shoot us a message on facebook or, or an email through our website mouseofthemerrimack.com and um yeah just as we roll into the weekend here looks like we're gonna have some beautiful weather again yeah. hopefully the wind stays down I oh think. yeah memorial day weekend was a bang it was a, a weekend, banger right? weekend unbelievable fishing the ocean was beautiful the weather was awesome it was just awesome yeah i know i was like on monday i was like man why can't i ever have a haddock trip on a day like this when it's yeah. flat calm and like 80 degrees yeah seriously <laughs> I, was, I don't know going out in 40 degrees in april <laughs> it was nice this year though i, I don't know it yeah, was, well, it was never too cold. We had the luxury of going on John's John, boat, John's boat time. you know, so there was like heat and it was a good, yeah. Well, I'm going to throw a plug out for my jacket that I bought this winter. That Stormer jacket, I, just, mm. I, I love it. It's neoprene. It's like for surf casters. I bought it at, at a store. I saw her. I think I was taking my father there for You got a Tomos. Something. I was got there with Tomos. you. That's yeah. right. What were we there for? Oh, it was Black Friday. I think we were there on Black Friday just making the rounds and... Uh, I, I saw it. I was like, oh, this looks pretty interesting. I never really found a rain jacket that I completely love. And this one's been super sweet. So I'm yeah, psyched about you're that. You're like a sea lion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it fits good. It's not baggy. I was warm today, dude. I mean, it was 50 degrees and windy and foggy, and I was sweating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but, but uh, yeah, guys. So, you know, we're at that stage now. Um, the new moon was the other day. We're probably going to get some new fresh fish coming in, maybe some dropping back. Um, you know, uh, light tackle lures are catching fish of all sizes we got mackerel in um got, i know people that have been catching them in pretty good numbers the last few days and just bringing them back and feeding them to stripers so the season's ready to go and i can't wait man i can't wait you know starting tomorrow i'm pretty much out there every day for the rest of the summer yeah that's awesome awesome stuff well that's been this week's fishing report for you guys um hope everyone's enjoying the time on the water uh again if you have anything comments questions whatever what have you hit us up on Mar- miles of the and we'll start engaging all right great thank you guys have a good night have a good one